those nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry-free. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Shane Van Gisbergen from the Red Bull Holden Racing Team here. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. We're with John Bauer, and the subject of young drivers is on our lips. And, John, we'd like to hear your comment, the possible sea change. I mean, obviously, Will Brown is somebody you've spoken to and know of and have been impressed by his work. Well, yeah, Will, obviously, is a, is a, is a meteoric rise in the sport, and uh, I met Will early this year, I think it was. I, I was obviously aware of him, but I met him a while ago. He's quite an impressive young fellow and has a a breath of fresh air about him, you know, he's a bit natural, which is nice, he's not vanilla, so, uh, but his driving has been incredibly good this year, as has Brody Kostecki, but, I mean, there's been sea change always, all through the years, I mean, I was young once, and I was a sea change, so, I came along in the Brock, Moffat, you know, Johnson, Bondi era, and I was new to it all, so, you know, I think if you, you've got to have those things, you've got to have new people, and uh, you know some of the young guys now coming through are, are quite quite impressive. Young Brock Feeney's impressive. He's very young, and you know he's in the right team. And obviously Will Brown's in the right team. So the hardest thing for any young bloke to do is to get in the right team with the right engineer. It seems as though um, there are a bunch of young guys out there. I mean, fantastic. Nash Morris just wrapped up his first title ever, uh, which is fabulous. And I'm sure you, like me, have known Nash since he was a little rug rat running around. Um, and he had never portrayed uh, the interest in it, but suddenly a few years back, in fact, it was linking up with Brock Feeney up at Norwell that he got a taste for it and saw that, you know, and suddenly he's flourished. Um, there are obviously some others in, in things like TCR. Um, if you've got a natural speed in a car and it transfers from one to another, there's very few times we don't see that happen. No, that's true. I think if you can drive, you can drive, and, and obviously, you, you know, you driving, a, say, a Formula V is a lot different than driving a supercar, but when youngsters start, they generally rise up through the ranks if they've got talent, and, you know, the path's not always straight, and it's not always filled with gold, but, you know, guys like, I mean, Brock Feeney's had a fantastic uh, grounding in it, I guess, because of his association with Paul Morris and Triple Eight and things like that. Nash Morris is, uh, you know, when I met him, he had a little commando suit on, he was pretending to shoot people. So, you know, everybody as they grow up, I, I, I grew up in a racing family personally. I mean, as Brad Jones used to say back to me, I've got a, uh, I had a, a whole life of going to motor races with my parents and uh, I, didn't have any ambition to race cars until I became, you know, a bit older, say 15 or 16, whereas, you know, I think Brock Feeney's only 18 now, so it's a bit different now because you can start in karting and things, but I think basically to, to 
put it in simple terms, if you have the talent and you make the right connections, you've got a chance, you know, to, to make the grade. And obviously these guys have. There's an old adage that sort of is used, um, what would you say to your 12-year-old self? Well, obviously your 12-year-old self was back in the 19, well, we'll say 70s, shall we be kind? <laughs> but um, the sort of thing that you could think that you've learnt over your years through multiple championships in multiple categories, what would be the thing that you could say that you've learnt that has helped you the most that you've, you wish you'd known earlier? Uh Honestly, it's so it's hard to say. But it is a strange question too. Uh, you know, a lot of part of me would say don't get involved in motor, <laughs> in motorsport. But uh, uh, you know, the fact that I did, and I've had you know a, a good, good life in it in many ways. I've had some heartbreaking times, and I've had some depressing times. But I've also had some good times, and that's essentially what life is. Uh, I, I think I'd probably say you know engage with the with the fans probably show some friendliness to them. I see a lot of current drivers that don't engage with the with the people that love them. And I, I don't think that's very good. And, uh, you know, ultimately my longevity has been f for, for that reason, because people relate to me. You know, I'm just a normal bloke from Tasmania. So, and I think a lot of youngsters probably don't have that that uh, I don't know whether they don't have the understanding or they don't have the personality for it, but you can learn the personality. So that's what I would say to some anybody, young me or anyone else. I remember saying to Peter Brock on the announce, day of his announcement, there was a press conference in the city, and I said, Pete, one of the things that you'll probably find is that you'll be meeting people who are saying they're coming to the last race meeting you're going to be at. You know, they staged it so it was every state of Australia when yeah. retired. Yeah. I said, you're going to be meeting people who are coming to your last meeting, but you're probably going to be meeting a fair number of people who are coming to your first, their first race meeting to watch you. And he said, what do you mean? He said, well, Pete, you don't remember, but during the 1980s, there weren't that many people going to the races. It wasn't the explosion of supercars in 94 and onwards that the crowds came in the big numbers. During the eras of, of the BMWC eras and, and the Nissan GTRs, and there weren't the large crowds. Uh, I, I don't think I'd agree with that as much. Um, I've got pictures of, you know, Oran Park, racing at Oran Park in a Volvo or the Sierras, whatever, big crowds. So I, I don't think... Supercars was the invention for for popularity. It certainly, you know, it got more Ford Holden people a bit focused on it. But you know, I meet a lot of people now, and back in the day, they didn't like the Sierras. Now, all they, everyone wants to talk about is the Sierras. So, so it you know it goes full circle. I mean, we have motorsport in Australia has a an audience of X, and it's not going to change. I don't think it's going to always stay X. It's not going to be a AFL. It won't be. It's, and we're lucky, lucky to have the following we have. When you look at the uh, the young drivers, at what levels can you see a driver and go, this this kid's got what it takes, and then at what point do you go, but unfortunately, he just has made a, a bad choice that he's not going to get back from? Well, at the moment, though, say you, if you aspire to being a supercar driver you probably, your family or your sponsors or your whatever need to spend quite a lot of money for you to get enough recognition to be able to be even considered for a supercar drive and that 
path at the moment is probably through Super 2 and there's very few people that can win a Super 2 race because there's very few people have the very best cars. So I think the, the rise through the ranks is, is flawed in many ways. Um, you know, there are lots of good young guys. I mean, I've watched uh, young Aaron Cameron. I mean, I only know him to say good day to, but he's, he's a talent. He's clearly a talent. He, he got in a TCR car and did very well and drives it well. He got in an S5000 car last minute at Eastern Creek and drove it well, he's driven it well here, fast, you know, very dedicated, works hard. His dad works hard. Uh, you know, he deserves a shot at it somewhere, but will he get one? I don't know. You know, I really don't know. If you happen to get picked up by Brock, like Brock Feeney has by Triple Eight, you've got a very good chance of making the grade because they, if you look at their record over the years they've been here, it's exceptional. It's exceptional. It's like Mercedes Grand Prix since the hybrid area era. They, you know, they're very rarely beaten, and when they are, they're beaten by an exceptional person, driver like Scotty McLaughlin. So I'm not so sure. There's, if, if I had a son that was interested in it, and luckily none of mine are, uh, what would you do? You'd, you'd take the Formula Ford path at, a, at a quite a young age, and you'd have a look at uh, TCR as a way to drive, and maybe Trans Am. But I wouldn't pick uh, Super 2 or any of that stuff, because it's too expensive for what you get. So I don't know why people do it, to be honest, because there's very few. The only people that can win are the, or have got a, a chance of impressing are the ones that are in Triple Eight run cars or Matthew White run Nissans or, you know, Tickford run FGXs or whatever, you know, like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny path and it's very, it's littered with disappointment. I mean, I've come across many young drivers in my life and and once as I said once before I've I was a young driver once and I've raced against plenty of blokes had plenty of talent and didn't get to be successful I don't mean get to be a champion or whatever but just to be successful so like like I said you know the best thing is to concentrate on your academic life and do a bit of racing for fun and if you're actually really super good at it something might happen for you it's a very good summation on which to end, but thank you, John Bauer. Enjoy your Bathurst 1000 back in Melbourne. I, I'm sure that your puppy will be very pleased to see you both. <laughs> and that I hope the race is still going on by the time you get there. Oh, no, we're going to leave early. I'm, it's, it's not that I don't want to stay and watch it, but uh, yeah. this is a brand new puppy. He's just come from Tamworth, and in, we haven't met him, so we've got Leslie's, oh, nice. Leslie's uh, daughter and son sort of puppy sitting and and we need to train him so he doesn't wee everywhere and you know it's just I've, it's funny because I've never been a pet lover at all and now being a pet to a lot of people though, possibly so possibly so but I, I've uh, I've never been a pet lover and Leslie talked me into our first little puppy and now I've got two so I'm a sort of a I'm a pet whisperer <laughs> A dog whisperer, probably now. A late age dog whisperer. Late age, yes, late maturing yeah. dog whisperer. Well, thanks, John Bauer, for joining us on Inside Supercars. Great to see you guys, thanks. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more, or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.
The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.